This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. What? 
Flat Out Kahukura Fano, you are tuned into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, uh, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, accessmedia.nz, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. It is great to be back. I've missed y'all and I uh, hope you missed me. We've got a fab lineup. That last beat you heard there, our intro song, Solarosa, Something Good. Even though we're sitting in a space in our world where we are being faced with challenges, even more so as LGBTQI or Kahukura Whanau, there's still something good. So stay with the good whanau. Anyhow, you're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glit Fab Rainbow Fano. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapu, queer, fafafine, kaivine, bi, and all the fabulousness in between. And of course, outside of those scopes, because fluidity is where it's at. The lineup for the show Fano, we've got some out and proud kiteaha takatapu. Talking about and hearing from a a member of our community in regards to takatapu tanga and what that means to them. We're going over to LGBTQ Nation, talking about helping LGBTQ homeless youth, uh, Ruth Alice Centre, and uh, Wanda Sykes opens that up for them. I picked a Homeless Awareness original song to match that that kōpapakororo. Uh, I've never heard it, and... Um, it really brought to light some awareness for me, so I hope it does the same for you. Then we'll go into LGBT and sports. What does that mean? What does that look like? So that's across international water and, of course, what's happening here locally uh, and nationally in Aotearoa. We're going to go into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend, what you can, can get into and attend. And, of course, to wrap up with a beat, Martin Ilkin featuring Hayley May, How I Feel Vocal Mix. That is our lineup for the show, Fano. It's all about the sharing of all our journeys from the different spaces and places of our Kahukura Rainbow LGBTQ, however you want to word that um, space. So that is us. Let's get into the goodness. So, out and proud, kiteau takatāpui. So, a little segment to explain what takatāpui tanga is in brief, and then a bit of a sharing from one of our community. Then we'll go into a beat. Stay with me. We'd love having you on board, and love being back. Stay tuned. Takatāpui is an all-encompassing word. Um, that includes people who whakapapa Māori and identify as a part of the rainbow community, gender diverse community. Being takatāpui is not brand new in Te Ao Māori. Um, people have been that way for, you know, generations. Um, but in the social context of today, it's, it's our umbrella term for people who whakapapa Māori, who are also a part of the community. Kia ora, my name is Selena Perika. I whakapapa to Ngāti Raukawaki Te Tonga, Ngāti Kikopere and Te Arawa. Oronga Mai Marae is probably one of my heart spaces. 
my my brothers were all raised in the Kohanga, and so we so we were always here. This is where I was raised, and these are the people that that know me. My mom, all her friends were all trans um, trans Hungafakawahine. So we ha we were surrounded by all the queens and. Um, all of those people when, when I was younger. Um, I just thought they were all my aunties or all my nannies. I'm very proud of my maritanga. I'm not sure who I would be had I not been for my maritanga. And for that I'm very thankful. There's been many times where I've um, where I've done the karanga. I think probably the first time, uh, totally unaware of it, would have been when I was a child, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it looked like. I just knew what it sounded like, and for me, it sounded like my grandmother. And, um, and when I was a child, that's all I wanted to be when I was a child. When people asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be like my grandmother. So, in standing strong, I am here to protect the rights and responsibility of my kuya. And I'm here to protect the rights and responsibilities and, and um, acknowledgements to karanga and to other kuya. Um, I'm not here to take away their mana. Um, I am here to stand beside them in their mana. And that is the most important thing. I do see that Tagatapui and um, I do see that Tagatapui and Hungafakawahine and uh, Māori trans people have an import, the most important place in our space of Te Ao Māori. And that is caring and nurturing and protection. Who are my current role models? There are many. Chrissy Witoko, Mama Tere, Dana DeMilo, Nanny Jennifer, um, Felicia Acton Brown, Stacey Kirapa, um, you know, Pauline Mullins, you know, Gemma Huriwai, Diane Jackson, Chanel Hati, you know, these are these are the generation that were the generation of um, the fight. So I'm here basically because of them. There's a whole list of these beautiful people. I have my own house which is um, quite important to me and they range from a different range of um, identities and, and whakapapa as well. The house is called the House of Poi and the reasoning for that is um, it's part and parcel of whakapapa. Like any other whānau, you're looking at the different personalities, you're looking at the dif different talents and the, um, 
what you can actually give your children. I hope that um, that being a part of the community and being a part of um, their Māori tanga in the same space is something that uh, they would always hold on to and I think that's the main, main thing for me as their mother. My hopes and my visions for the future generation and even in my children is that they will be able to live freer lives. That they won't have to struggle with not only their tangata puitanga, their whakawahine tanga or their maritanga, that they may that they won't have to struggle with homelessness. And I do hope for them, for the future generations, that they hold more for themselves. That they give back to themselves. That they heal themselves. And also to remember that our fight and whatever we went through, it is not yours to hold. but it is yours to remember. Kia mai tātou, that was Out and Proud Stories. Ki te ao takatāpui. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's go into beat now from Muroki Rehu Rehu. Stay tuned.
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, accessmedia.nz, and now on iHeartRadio. Tuia Ngario Otehapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. That is definitely the tagline of Free FM, and Flat Out Pride supports that. A handy per seat. Uh, you are tuned into the station in the show that celebrates us, the Glid Fair Rainbow Fano news, views, and interviews for and about our Kahu Kura Fano. Their last beat there was Muruki Rehu Rehu. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going into now helping LGBTQ homeless youth. Um, talking about the Ruth Alice Centre, that's so the that's based in international waters. Uh, Wanda and Wanda Sykes, the comedian, uh, the out comedian, uh, introduces the co-papa. So have a listen to their journey and their stories in terms of what they're doing to Afi our rangatahi. Stay tuned, Fano. We love having you on board, and I love being back. Miss Jo. I'm not a biological mother. I am a gay mother. I'm a chosen mother. And just like any other mother, I fed them, I've housed them. When I see the youth come in and I see them be able to be their authentic self, where they can be happy and be as loud as they want to be, it is beautiful. Because not only do I see myself, but I see who I could have been. This has become a safe haven for us because there's no other place like it. Hi, I'm Wanda Sykes, and this is LGBTQ Nation's Authentic Voices of Pride, presented by Chevrolet. This episode is about the issue of LGBTQ youth homelessness. We'll listen to the stories of people who overcame huge obstacles to give back and change the lives of LGBTQ youth. Take a look. LGBT youth homelessness is a huge issue that has a very long history that goes back to the days of Sylvia and Marcia and beyond. I transitioned as 
17 and I needed family. My family wasn't supportive. Most of the people that I came out with, specifically trans women of color, came out together at the Ruthella Center. We have laundry services, we have shower services, we have hot meals, two days a week, three days a week meal, delivery. We are serving people who may or may not have a physical place to stay. So we try to give them like box stuff, cereal, some apples, some green onions. Youth are able to come in here and do resume building. They're able to come in here and figure out who they are, all while having access to Henry Ford's clinic for trans-affirming healthcare, HIV-positive healthcare. And we provide housing services. There are many factors that lead to LGBT and or queer youth homelessness. One of the main factors is biological family support. And not just the family doesn't support them, the family kicks them out, they beat them, some sexually assault them. For people of color, you often see homelessness starting at 13, 14, and 15. Many LGBT people do not feel comfortable in schools. Violence that happens with them often are in the presence of staff or brought on by staff themselves. And so when those institutions that are supposed to be there to meet youth's needs don't, youth have nowhere. Then at 13 or 14, you can't get a job, so you're on the streets. Most systems in most cities, when you're homeless, you go through emergency shelter. Oftentimes, LGBT people get beat up in those emergency shelters. You have to prove that you're homeless. Then they finally, when you prove that you're homeless after so long, then you get a voucher or you get housing. It's not an easy process. It takes a lot of time. Discrimination and discriminatory practices are very real. I left home when I was 14. And so I have had my fair share of experiences being homeless, trying to keep myself safe. I can get you in a place and tell you, you know, for the next 12 months, I'm going to pay the rent. We have resources to take care of that. And so just being able to ease those burdens is a, um, a really powerful thing. Many of the folks that we hired were homeless when we hired them. Many of them have never had a, a job. Many of them come from sex work, have criminal backgrounds. Many of them may not even have a high school degree. This idea that you need all this stuff to do a great job really isn't true. And so I hired 100% from the community and they're doing amazing. My living situation wasn't ideal for me to be someone who identifies as LGBT. I just needed to get away. So I started coming up here. I thought I was going to get more information on how CPS and stuff works at the time, but I feel like I got something greater than that, though. When I came to Ruth Ellis and I was able to be myself, and then people actually saw that and was like, hey, I think you should apply for this. And then I actually got the position by being me, my 100 and like 10 percent most authentic self, like it felt dope. The first time that I ran away from home, I was between the ages of 14 and 15. I was full time survival sex worker. I was experiencing homelessness. I came to Liliana Pride, told her I really wanted to do better. Why not put myself in the space to basically advocate for my people? It wasn't until one of my closest friends was murdered and I didn't want it to be me. I just felt like it was a wake up call. Many of the girls who I've hired here, they came because they didn't want to be another statistic. One of the biggest issues that faces homeless LGBTQ youth is just survival. There's a lot of HIV infection. And when you get HIV and mental illness and homelessness all coming together can be a fatal situation. As much as I love to help community, helping community is the toughest part of my job because it's kind of hard for me to have to look back and see like, 
Oh, that's the lifestyle I was living. And it's even harder because the people who I serve are also my friends. When you're from the community that you're serving, you're never off. You can't leave at 5 p.m. You don't go off to the suburbs. You go right back to the city of Detroit. So all day long, I'm getting, I'm homeless. I got into a fight. I need help. I need money. All day long, every day. And also, I have to be ready for someone to call me and say that one of our girls were murdered again because it happens so often. I don't often think about the impact that I have on young people or the people that I work with. Part of it is I'm just always ready to help folks that I don't actually sit and think about what I've done. Sometimes because when you think about what you've done, you also think about what you lost along the way. I think the number one thing that needs to happen is that there needs to be actual housing, permanent, real housing that people can access without long waiting lists and reams of paperwork. We saw that there was this big need that we kept putting people in a system that was violent. So we wanted to create a space. We're actually really excited to open our own permanent supportive housing structure where we can house people of our own, which is the first of its kind. This will include 43 apartment units. It's a, a huge project that we broke ground on in November of 2020 and will open in June of 2022. So we're getting close. Ruth Ellis taught me how to be an adult. It taught me how to have compassion. It taught me how to love and appreciate my community and understand that chosen family is real. It keeps me connected to the people that I serve, seeing myself in them, especially when I talk to a young Black trans woman, because I know the things that I went through. My self-care is my work. There's not many places where you can be Black and brown and loud without getting the police called on you. When those moments happen, I take them in and I hold them, and those are what get me through. Just seeing my children happy and seeing them changing the world make me happy. I think it's the responsibility of queer people to raise our future generations. I think we can do that in many ways. You can be hands-on like me, but you can also be a donor or a political advocate. Or There are many ways to take care of the kids, but I think we all have a responsibility to do it. Please consider donating to the Ruth Ellis Center and Chevrolet will match donations up to $25,000. That last segment there was helping LGBTQ homeless youth at the Ruth Alice Centre based in Detroit. Now, did you know LGBTQ youth drop-in centres minimise harm to homeless youth and help them build a foundation for security and stability? And that is the purpose of the centres being set up. LGBTQ youth have 120% higher risk of becoming unhoused than other youth. I didn't know that myself either. One of those stats are the same in Aotearoa. I'm sure it's not much different, to be honest. Anywho, whānau, I hope you enjoyed hearing that and that sharing. Let's go into a, the beat now. It's the Homeless Awareness original song, Can You Hear Them, by Mike Morrell and Julie. Have a listen. Just like every day I hear 
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via the accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. You're tuned into the station in the show that celebrates us, the Glit Fab Rainbow Farno. Uh, we do news, views and interviews for and about a rainbow or kahukura whānau. That last beat there was the Homeless Awareness original song, Can You Hear Them? by Mike Morrell and Julie. And that was to compliment the Kaupapa Kōrero helping LGBTQ homeless youth at the Ruth Ellis Centre in Detroit. Uh, featuring Wanda Sykes who introed the Kaupapa and compliments of LGBTQ nation. Stabarning. Hope you enjoyed that segment, Fana. Let's go into LGBTQ in sports. So I wanted to talk about or find information that was relevant to international waters and, of course, in Aotearoa. 
And in Aotearoa, uh, we have thewaterboy.org.nz, but you'll hear more um, from their segment. So let's go into that kōrero, then we'll go into a beat, and we have weekend events coming up, and of course a beat to wrap up for your Friday show. Stay tuned, love having you on board, love being back. Maybe you want to find there aren't a lot of out football players, just because it's such a male-dominated space. To youth who are questioning or out, I want them to understand that who you are is not a mistake. I'm Mark, I'm a senior in high school and a bisexual football player. American sports leagues, NHL, Major League Baseball, NBA, uh, Major League Soccer, they get the most attention. The problem when I was growing up was that I didn't see anyone like me. Billie Jean King says, if you don't see your role model, be that possibility model for someone else. I looked around the room and didn't see anyone else, you know, who's gay and black and playing professional sports. So I raised my hand and said, well, I am. And I know that it has inspired other queer men to step forward. I went to focus in the family as a kid, you know, and Christianity is a huge part of my family, so for a long time I was just like, marriage is between a man and a woman, gotta have kids. Like, we all know the stereotype, Mormons have a lot of kids. Definitely as I aged, I was like, I might be attracted to dudes, but we'll just shove that back and then one day we'll die. We decided we wanted to have kids. They told me that there's no way I was gonna conceive any more children. We got a phone call for a little boy that was born. We knew that he was meant to be in our family. When I joined the LDS church, my parents disowned me. And I've told them over and over again, there's nothing you can do or say that's not gonna happen. Because I felt that sever of a relationship and I would never do that to my kids. It's just how he is. When I told my mom that I was doing football, I definitely did in like a very joking way, like, cause I didn't think that she would believe me and she didn't. I had been in choir, very performing arts oriented. What people said to me about football was, I don't know why you would do football. You're like 120 soaking wet. There was a very specific kind of guy to be in football. And if you're like feminine, then that is not the place for you. I think when I started to realize I was bisexual, it was definitely kind of like the end of eighth grade and then definitely like getting into high school. Like the pandemic started and when you're stuck with yourself for hours, you start asking the real questions. I feel like part of the reason it took me so long to figure out my identity was just because because I'm adopted, I occupy a weird space. I'm too black to be white, too white to be black. I already have so many labels that I was like, if, if I slap on another one, I think I'm absolutely gonna lose it. And so I definitely just was like, just fit in, just keep your head down. There was a senior and he just kind of asked me one day, he was like, I'm not like trying to be like a jerk or anything, but like, are you gay? And I was like, yeah, I think like I'm bi. And then that kind of just like domino effect. Everyone in my class I came out to, just very casually. I'm gonna be who I am, get with it or get out of the way. So when I decided to write the article on Out Sports, it was right after the NFL did their pride post. That was super cool to me because like, oh my gosh, like the NFL has acknowledged that I'm normal. <laughs>
So some of the things that teammates have said that have been homophobic or biphobic, well, you're not totally gay, because you, you at least like girls and that's better. Because I'm also attracted to girls, I like sit on a like superiority to the, to the gay kids at my school. It's frustrating for them to kind of invalidate me in that way because it's very hard to explain like why that's problematic and is actually insulting. A lot of the words that a lot of male athletes are taught, the homophobic and sexist language, there's a disconnect between like the impact of those words that they're using. Uh, something that I'm proud of that we do with the NBA, we talk to them about their language in the locker room. We help educate them. You're sort of just taught like, these are words that you use to attack another man. And then it's, no, <laughs> like these words are homophobic and sexist. So we come in and try to educate them and, and give them, raise their awareness. All right, it is 6.30 on the Friday of my homecoming game of senior year. You know, I'm excited because it's, it's, you know, game day. So super pumped for that. Today's gonna be a day to remember. During halftime, the QB, he looks at me, he's like, hey, Mark, like, I think, I think we need it. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I think we need it. So I get up, I tell everyone to shut up. I'm like, all right, it's time to be dogs. Like, it's time to go out, give 100% everything. Like, we're leaving on the field tonight. Dude, it was like the most fun I've had in a minute. In high school sports, to have a more inclusive and accepting culture, every teacher, every coach would have to have some education training. Definitely I do want to become like the cool high school coach. My one life goal is to just have like one student be like, you helped me come out as gay and I'm gonna be like, heck yeah, accomplished, I did it. Yes, it's gonna be more high school, college kids speaking their truth. But again, it's also gonna be from those big sports leagues that people watch, you know, every single week and, and weekend. For the NFL to be more accepting of LGBT athletes, I just wanna, you know, see more posts just because it means so much. Not every professional athlete is going to embrace the concept of being a role model, but in my mind, you are. To those athletes that do embrace it, know that, you know, you're going to inspire somebody. Carl Nassib coming out was a good example for me to be like, gay people can do football and be good at it. The power that sports has, the importance of the sports leagues um, setting the tone. You have franchises having Pride Night games and showing their support to the LGBTQ plus community. The visibility is there. I think that we should just let people play the game. Those environments are only improved by having you there 100% as you are. Those words, I don't want the faggot on my team, still resonate with me 15 years later. Hi, I'm Thomas Nabs, founder of The Waterboy. The Waterboy is a Waikato-based charity that works to break down barriers to give New Zealanders an opportunity to participate in sport. We believe that sport is an integral part to optimum personal development and every New Zealander should have the opportunity to participate in sport. We run a speaker series throughout selected New Zealand secondary schools called Everybody's Game, where we team up with New Zealand sporting personalities and address the issue of homophobia in sport and society. Did you know that 71% of young Kiwis feel unwelcome playing team sports because of their developing sexuality? 78% of Kiwis have witnessed or experienced homophobia in sport. Every time you use one of those sentences, you're making it harder for someone to be honest about who they are. I'm doing my little bit to hopefully help a whole lot of kids have an easier life. 
and even be able to play sport. When I was at school, if there was someone that had come and talked to us who I'd really looked up to, I think that would have made a big difference to my perception growing up. Maybe I would have been happier about who I am from an earlier age. I don't want people to go through some of the things that I went through as a young person, those feelings of, of being embarrassed or trying to be someone that you're not. Yeah, I just like to challenge everyone out there as I challenge myself. It's a look in the mirror first before you sort of judge gay people. There are three main objectives of our presentation. One, comfort through normality those who are learning that they are on the rainbow spectrum. Sexuality does not define me. Yes, I'm gay but that's not who I am. Two, make heterosexual students more aware of how their language and actions can affect the lives of others. The LGBTQA community, especially our queer youth, have the highest suicide rates in New Zealand. That's a statistic that is created by homophobia. You guys are the generation that can make a change. The suicide rate's pretty horrible in New Zealand at the moment, so if we can save a couple of those, it'd be pretty awesome. Three, Ensure students are aware of support services they can utilise if they wish to speak about their sexuality or gender. Education Review, they're looking for all aspects of whole order when it comes to health. So all the mental and emotional stuff, the spiritual stuff, the values, and sexuality is a massive part of that. These presentations are always well received by students and teachers and are assisting in bringing this issue to light for all. Slurs and things like that, people don't think about them when they're saying them. It made me realise that I shouldn't use that kind of language. Anyone could be going through that sort of situation. So if anybody did hear me use a homophobic slur, I'd hope and challenge them to step up and um, confront me on not using it. Something little can make such a big difference. And I would like to challenge myself not to do that. All the other boys will follow what the First 15 does if they take on board some of the messages we took out of the assembly. If society was a lot more inclusive and accepting not just people on the rainbow spectrum but all, all people, we'd just have a much happier New Zealand. The Waterboy, Stronger People, stronger communities. Early morning, it's only you and the sun. I know you're fed up, but you are far from done. I know it isn't easy. Remember why you've begun. It doesn't matter what it takes. Just don't ever run. You're more than a quitter. Your will is a gun. Go all in peace mode. Get out and hunt. You can do it even if all of your weapons are blunt. You are destined for something bigger. You are the one. Show them what you got, go out and shoot your shot Number one at the top, look back to spot They might claim you're weak, but you know that you're not Winners always thrive under pressure, don't you dare to stop This is a test given to you by destiny To prepare you for what's coming and to strengthen you mentally To get what you want, you gotta fight for it recklessly Desperately chase what you dream of, that is the recipe Focus, you got to focus to get it Every moment counts, never lose faith, you will reach the top
becoming obsessed You got one goal, freedom above everything else Focus I know that you're tired But at the other side of persistence is all you desire Can you feel it? The fire inside of you is burning eternally You are inspired Prove you're differently wired Use all of that pain as the fuel for that fire Hard fire, the success future's coming, you know it If winners write history, you'll be proud that you wrote it Focus You got the focus to get it Every moment counts, never lose faith You will reach the top You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz. Accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio, Flat Out. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitter Fair Rainbow Whanau. We do news, views and interviews for and about our rainbow whānau. That is us. That last beat there was Focus featuring Alpha. A bit of a sports high amp song going on there. And now we covered LGBTQ in sports, that last segment there. And that first clip you heard was levelling in the playing field with 17-year-old football player Mark and NBA's Jason Collins. So both of them sharing their stories and their journeys about what it means to be a sports player for them across international waters. And then you heard the waterboy.org.nz, the Kaupapa Kōrero that's based in the Waikato to encourage all people, so it's not just those that are LGBTQ, but it's those that are, that 
rangatahi specifically that want to get in um, to sports and just don't have an opportunity to. So it's a great kaupapa. But I wanted to highlight the aspect that they go to uh, secondary schools or any schools to do a speaker series and they invite uh, out players to speak to the kids about what it means to be LGBTQ or rainbow, however, the, whatever words that they want to use, um, and how the impact of words, slurs uh, has on those that are wanting to play sports or be involved. So I really love that kaupapa and totally get behind that. Absolutely. Okay, now finally we're going into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. So for this Thursday, hopefully you are able to get to the Tauranga Trans Youth Group based at the Historic Village in Tauranga Moana, starting at 16.30. And it's a weekly event, so if you missed out last week or this week, then you can uh, catch up next week. Same time, same place. Original showcase at Pretty Mulligans for your Friday, the 3rd of December. We're hitting December already, Fano. Friday Skate Night here in H-Town at the official Hamilton Inline Hockey Club. That's from 7 to 9pm. $8 entry, $2 skate hire, $30 family pass. The Chronic Club Cabaret, International Day of Persons with Disabilities. It's happening at 7.30pm, 257 Willis Street, uh, no stairs. Starring Tim Keats, Laura Loach, Willie Smackintosh, Katie Boyley, Susan Willem, Williams and more. Tickets $15 on Event Finder. Um, so yeah, that sounds cool. And the region is in Wellywood, Whānau. If you can get there, then why not? For your Saturday the 4th of December, Kuha Yoga at the Lake. And that's at Inners Common at Hamilton Lake, starting at 10 o'clock. Bottomless Beer Bubbles and Fried Chicken is happening at the Elephant Wrestler on your Saturday at two, 3 o'clock by the looks. That is base 138 Hurst Road in Takapuna, Auckland. Talk Tickets from joylab.co.nz If you had booked for the Urge Underwear Auckland, it has been cancelled. Sorry, Fano, at the dog's bollocks. Sunday the 5th of December, Hoot Fiend's Sunday Listening Party. That's based down in Wellywood. Get your tickets from twitch.tv. Sounds cool. I like the sound of it. Now, that's all the events that we have for your coming weekend. Oh, sorry, the Soul Markets for your Sunday. The sustainability-themed market at the Simpson Reserve in Papamoa, Tauranga Moana. And the Otrohanga Christmas Market. That's happening at Orahiri Te in Otrohanga. Kapai. Monday next week, Transgender Support Group at the Historic Village, Tauranga Moana. Tuesday the 7th of December, Illegally Blind at the Bats Theatre by Susan Williams. Not the inspo porn you are looking for. Hmm. That is what's hot and happening for your coming week and weekend. Weekend and week. Going into next week. 
kapai whanau. That is all the time we have for the show tonight. I'm going to leave you with the beat. Martin Ilkin featuring Hayley May. How I Feel, the vocal mix. Hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed being back. Missed being on air and catching up with y'all. Hope you're keeping yourselves well and healthy out there, getting the support that you need, whatever that may be and whatever capacity that is. Love, light and laughter out to y'all. My thoughts, heart and mind, mind goes out to all of you, our whānau, wherever you are across international water as well as here in Aotearoa. Mauri ora, kia koutou. Uh, health and well-being to you all. We'll catch you all up next week. That's me, Lady Edge, signing off. Ka kite anō.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.